Come in, sit down, and listen to all hunting, all fishing, and all outdoors. If you get your feelings hurt when animals die, this isn't the show for you. Broadcasting from the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama, it's the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. And here's your host, Jamie Sparks. I ran across today's guest on social media a while back, and I knew as soon as I saw him dropping logic on a hunting Facebook page that this man knows his stuff. I started following Philip Ward on social media and continued reading his facts about the outdoors, and let me tell you, this man is a savage. We talk a little bit about a bunch of subjects today because we are limited on time, but Philip will be back on, and I hope we can have a longer conversation next time. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Alabama Sportsman. Philip, thanks for being on the show, man, and um, I, I'm glad you took time, and I know you're a busy man and all, but, uh, you know, I first ran across you on Facebook, and, uh, you know, I sent you a friend request because, man, you are a beast when it comes to people's stupid replies and questions and on these hunting pages on Facebook, and, man, I tell you what, when, <laughs> when I read your stuff, it's just, oh, my gosh, man, you just, you kill me, man. It's just so funny listening uh re- reading your replies and stuff but uh man I, I just thank you for coming on today man oh man it's my pleasure yeah and uh like I said, sometimes it just has to be said i mean just you know people get on there and just say stuff that's just so off the wall and frankly it just it makes our sportsmen look bad you know and i'm just like look man <laughs> that's not right you know and i I have to I have to bring them back to reality sometimes and you do you do man you, you'll you'll knock them down you'll chop them down like wood and and it's hilarious, and I I just love it, man. I it just uh, there there are a lot of there are a lot of I ain't gonna say stupid because there are a lot of them, but a lot of a lot of these guys are just ignorant when it comes to a lot of things, and they they just don't know. Well, you know, ignorant, you know, and and being stuck in the old ways. I mean, you know, technology and and science has you know come you know a long ways in hunting and fishing, and uh, you know, I mean, heck, when my my dad was growing up they thought what's a spike's always a spike that's right and they they shot every spike they saw and man they were proud of it they thought they were helping the world and then they they started thinking wait a minute this might be that deer's first set of antlers and and they get bigger after that and so yeah so technology and science changes and and people learn more and and you got to be able to roll with it you know you got to be able to learn with it and i and and some people just won't and uh even though the evidence is right there in their face that's right um let's go into that science part all right you know we got turkey hunting coming in turkey season coming in friday all right yep it it used to come in on the 15th march 15th then they Mm -hmm. moved it to march the 20th now they got it at uh march the 25th okay and as far as i can see there's no science in behind reason they have moved the, the dates on this do, do you know anything that i don't know i don't at all and i've uh, i've talked to several people and the the only answer i'm getting is trial and error um hmm. so yeah we're just gonna try this and see if it helps and we're gonna try this see if it helps and there's no scientific backing at all and 
And so, I mean, us as hunters, we just got to roll with it. You know, hey, if that's the law, that's the law. And, um, you know, we, we just got to, like I said, we got to roll with it. But, I, I, in, you know, 10 days, I don't see it making a whole hill of beans worth of difference. Um, if that gobbler, if he's ready to be, be uh, called in on opening day, what it normally would be, 10 days later, he's probably going to be ready to be called in too. So, right. you know, and I just, I try to look at it glass half full. You know, I'm like, well, maybe that'll give him. Uh, 10 more days to breed the hens and, 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 and get unhinned up, you know, and maybe a little easier to call. And I'm just trying to be glass half full over here. Right. I understand. Well, what about the decoy? You know, when you used to, they'd say, well, you can't use a decoy to 10 days after opening day. Well, they keep moving opening day. Now we're 10 days past the original opening day. Well, they're still moving the decoys. You know, some people use them. Some people don't. I'm, I'm, right. I'm talking for the guys who do use them. So normally, you know, if it was March the 15th, now opening days the 25th, well, that's 10 days. So what's the yeah. science behind last year using them on the 25th or whenever and not using them this year on, you know, 10 days past? I, you know, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, it's just it's like you said, it's trial and error. And, you know, I, I think we got a bunch of people just, you know, throwing stuff up in there and see what sticks. That's, that's exactly what it is. Um, the only thing I can guess is since they legalize decoys, of course, you know, if, it, if I think it's going to help my hunt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it you know, just, just for fun. And I have found that where I hunt, decoys will work the first two or three weeks of the season pretty good. And then after that, sometimes they work, sometimes they'll spook birds and, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. So maybe they're trying to maybe give the, the gobblers a little bit of an edge here that um, I guess wait till they're educated a little bit before start using decoys. But at that point, what's the point of even legalizing them anyway? You know, if it, you know, if it's not really going to work that well and you know, and like, it's just throwing it up in the air, see what sticks, like you said. And um, I, I just, I hadn't heard any scientific basis behind it. Hell. Yeah. I hadn't either. And I've talked to a bunch of people and it's just, some people are upset and you know, what I don't like is, you know, they move the they move the days around without asking us, you know, or, or asking, yes. you know, saying, "Hey, what what do y'all think? You know, what what? How do y'all want to handle this?" So that that's kind of that's what pisses me off right there. That right there, first and foremost, pisses me off. Because oh yeah, we're hunters. We're the biggest conservationists on the planet. You, you know? got that right. And, and you know, even if it, you know, if if we voted as hunters for something or against something, even if it was not what I believed in. I'd say, hey, well, hey, we voted for it. It was we got a fair shake at it, and this is what us as hunters chose. We got to live with it. But right. just to wake up one morning and say, hey, new law, like, you know, it, it's not a. It, there's nothing behind it, you know, and, and without any science, you know, they're 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 they that new law just pops up and 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 they don't give us a reason. So there's no reason, no voting on it, and. You know, us hunters, we just have to go along with. It. I mean, what what choice do we have? Break the law, or you know, or you know, whatever. But we just have to roll with it. That's right. So, um, all right, let's let's get that behind us a little bit right there, and let's talk a little bit of yeah. turkey hunting. Uh, man, you are a turkey slayer. I, you know, I, I, watch, I follow you <laughs> on Facebook, and you know, you kill a lot of turkeys. Uh, and and you're in South Alabama, uh, so yeah. what? Why do? Where do you hunt? Do you hunt public land? You got private land, or? Do you travel out of state to do a lot of hunting? So how, how does your turkey season usually go for you? 99% of my turkey hunting I do in Washington County and Clark County, Alabama, down mm -hmm. south Alabama. 
I've got two private leases there and, and they're loaded with turkeys. And I, I'm blessed to have a place that's got a lot of turkeys. That, and that's the main key to turkey hunting is her to hunt a place with turkeys. I mean, right. I know it sounds stupid, but hunt a place with turkeys. That's, that's your step number one. Um, I do hunt public land every now and then. Um, like there's public land real close to where I live, fortunately. I mean, 10 minutes away and I can run in there and hunt for work sometimes. And, um, you know, public land, what's funny is people say, well, I'm not going to hunt public land because everybody else is hunting it. Well, that's the mindset of everybody. You go in there and there's nobody hunting it because everybody thinks everybody else is hunting it. Right. So, and you're hunting, you're still hunting a turkey. You're still hunting a bird that's in the breeding season and you're still hunting a bird that can be called. And, um, you just got to learn what he likes. Um, you know, and that's big, that's the biggest key to my success is finding out what the birds like. And, uh, my dad, he was a big turkey hunter too. And he told me when I was a kid, he said, turkey hunting is a whole lot like bass fishing. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes the most off the wall sounding call works the best, just like bass fishing. I mean, there ain't nothing on the planet that looks like a spinnerbait. You know, it looks like a, a squid, neon squid wearing earrings coming through the water, you know, that but it works and because it looks different and um you know last year uh, i was with my uncle mike ward and he pulled out this slate call we sat down we ain't heard a gobble in, in two hours and we sat down at one o'clock in the afternoon and he hit this slate call and it sounded worse than an ice pick on a on a glass plate i mm. mean just awful and, I, and he said golly and by the time he got done scraping it across there this bird hammered and within 35 seconds, that bird was dead. I mean, he yeah. come running in on a string, and I, I almost had to shoot him out of self-defense. And I could not believe it. And I said, I said it, it had to have just sounded like something different because we had been making the prettiest calls all morning and not hearing nothing. Mm -hmm. And man, we and we hit this nails on the chalkboard, and man, he just hammered it. And he come running in full strut. And, but anyway, I killed him last year, and uh, and and. And as soon as I, I shot, I said, I said, I, now I know what my dad's talking about. Right. <laughs> it was just something different. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, people can call better, you know, make better turkey sounds than the turkey itself, you know. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and what do you think, what, you know, a lot of these guys, you see them on Facebook or social media or whatever, man, some of these guys are really, really good, and they can make that thing talk. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's very seldom – do I ever hear turkeys really making all those calls that a lot of these guys are doing? A lot of times it's simple. You know, yeah. Yeah, I know turkeys talk to each other constantly while they're feeding. I know that. But, yeah. mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they just, they really, and, and, and that right there confuses a lot of, you know, newbie turkey hunters. I know a young boy, he, he's young, he, he's green. He may have killed one turkey. And uh, he's still in school, and he, he's trying he's trying to get really good. Now, this guy, he's getting good with his mouth calls. But, man, I'm telling you, he's he's trying to overthink it because he's watching all these other people on there gobbling with their mouth calls, doing all these, yeah. you know, like tree, you know, the, when they're talking, you know, when they're feeding, talking, the little all that. Yep. And, uh, and he's trying to That's learn all good. that. And I've told him, I said, man, I said, learn how to tree call, I said, and learn how to yelp. <clears throat> I yep. said, I said, you'll kill you a turkey. I said, then while you're sitting there, listen to the hens. Those are the best teachers there are in the woods. I said, listen to what they do and learn how to do that. I said, don't worry about what these guys are doing on, on social media. I said, and you'll be a good turkey hunter. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, yeah, I, I hang around a lot of 
uh, championship turkey callers. I mean, you know, I've Kenny Wise, and uh, you know, I've ran around Preston Pittman, and and they and they'll tell you how I call on stage is n- I would never call to a gobbler like that. Right. You know, they and 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 that's what people you know confuse. You know, and uh, you know, somebody asked me, you know, hey, what do I need to do to get started turkey hunting? And I'll say, first thing you need to do is find every video of champion turkey callers and every video on YouTube of them calling turkeys and throw them away yeah. because they're promoting calls. They're mm-hmm. promoting a call brand, you know, Primos or, or Woodhaven or whatever it might be. They're promoting it and they're wanting, they're wanting that call to ingrain in your head and you look at that bird coming in and think, God, if I don't have that call, if I don't go back call, I can't kill a bird. And that's, that's what they're trying to promote. And I don't blame them. I mean, that's his business. But the best thing you can do is get out there before the season, get get right in the middle of them, sit there, hunker down, and listen. That's listen right. to what them birds are doing. Are they clucking and purring? Are they yelping? Um, you know, my place in Washington County, you can't, you just about can't yelp at a bird. They they want clucks and purrs, and I've I had to figure that out the hard way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've killed ninety percent of my birds with never yelping. I mean, just clucking and purring. As soon as they as soon as they hear my call and, and respond to it, and they gobble and they answer me, I lay my calls down, you know, and mm-hmm. you just got to finesse them. Uh, the more you call, the worse. And then there's some places I've had to call every breath to get them to come in. So, you know, every one of them's different. And there again, it's just like bass fishing. You know, you got, you see a big old bass on a log, you know, you throw everything in the world at him and he don't look at it. And all of a sudden he throws something that looks stupid by him and he jumps on it before it even hits the water good. And, uh, it, it's just it's figuring out what they like. How did you get in with all these uh, all these big names? You know, turkey hunting. How, now, let's let's go back before, before <laughs> right. we get into that. How did you get into turkey hunting itself? Well, my family's hunters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, hunters and fishermen. I mean, that's what we do. If we're not doing that, we're at work, so we can have money to hunt and fish. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, vicious circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we owned a sporting goods store for 35 years. My family did Mike Ward sporting goods. Mm-hmm. And we, um, and we carried all these big, you know, big brands and the sales reps would come by the, you know, the, the big names would come by to promote their product and, you know, Hey, you know, this is so-and-so here. I want to carry, you want to carry our product, that kind of thing. And, and then they started, uh, we started sponsoring like the, the world calling championship, uh, national wild turkey federation stuff. And, and just kind of, you know, you know, I'm not saying we hung out and stuff, but we, you know, we got to be, you know, know each other and, um, you know, even hunted together before. So uh, that, that's really how, you know, we got to be buddies with these people, so to speak. But uh, but I learned a lot from them. And, and these guys, no, no matter how famous they are, you know, even as a child, I'd walk up and ask them a question and they would sit down with me and sit there and talk to me for as long as I want to talk and just and answer everything they wouldn't brush me off they were just super super guys right well that's cool man so do y'all still have the sporting goods store well we changed from sporting goods to liberty safes uh we sell safes now um the the sporting goods competition got a little just a little too much in our area and i mean we were competing with you know 10 12 other stores within eyesight just about so we you know we switched gears and it's been a great move well um can people buy direct? Do they come in, or how, how do they get a safe from y'all? Yeah, yeah, we got probably two hundred safes on the floor. Um, you know, we we got a great stock. Uh, even even whenever we had the shape or we had a safe shortage, uh, product shortage, you know, during the pandemic stuff, 
uh, we were still able to keep a really good inventory, uh, very fortunate. And, uh, but now it's, you know, it's back to just about normal. Right. Um, where are y'all located at? We're in Mobile, Alabama, right at Moffett and I-65. We've got a big yellow safe up in the air in our parking lot. You can see it from about two or three miles away. Y'all got a phone number? Yeah, uh, 251 area code, 471-1137. We deliver all over. We've delivered up to Birmingham before, Tallahassee, Florida. I mean, we just, you know, as far as people want to pay, we'll we'll, we'll deliver it. That's right. That's awesome, man. Yep, we bring it in the house, everything. We. Yeah, as long as you don't have a flight of stairs or anything, I mean, all you got to do is have us a clear path. We'll put it in place and just put your stuff in it when we leave. Right. I have a Liberty, Liberty Safe, and I tell you what, that's the heaviest. You, nobody's going to steal it. The one I have, I, I don't know how <laughs> they got any lighter, but I tell you, it like to kill me. And I, I, I consider myself, you know, pretty stout, but, man, I tell yep. you what, those son of guns are heavy. Those yeah, you are... find somebody that can steal that, I wouldn't even mess with them. No, I wouldn't I don't... shoot them. You might just make them mad. Yeah. Just, just let it go. <laughs> just let them have it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right, I know I know you do a lot of turkey hunting and stuff. Do you do any trapping? Do you, how, do you, you know, I know you, I see some video. I got some pictures here from you, uh, uh, yeah. you know, coyote. You got you got some coyote and stuff. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Do you, do you do get into trapping or anything like that? Yes and no. Uh, before I was a married man with children, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd go because I I had a little more freedom, but man, now I just, I really don't have time to, and I know it sounds like a cop out and it sounds like an excuse, but I'm not the kind of guy that's going to let an animal sit in a trap for three, four, five days, you know, and suffer. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I want to kill a coyote. Absolutely. But I want him to sit there and suffer. I mean, that's just not how I like to do things. That's right. But if I see them, of course they're gone. Um, I'll take them out. But as far as trapping goes, I hadn't done it serious in a long time. Yeah, uh, just you know, just too 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 many irons in the fire, really. Lately. Yeah, ma'am. When 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 I'm uh when I'm deer hunting or whatever, you know, if a coyote comes out, I'm coyote hunting now. That's oh, yeah. that's it's the way I do it. Hunt. Yep, yeah. it's switched oh, to yeah. a coyote hunt. You got to. Yep. And and you know, and it don't bother it don't bother deer. I, we have a hunt club in Bibb County this year, and I was uh I was down there, and a coyote comes walking up. I shoot it, and it falls dead. 75 yards from me it wasn't an hour i had deer all over me so i mean that, that gunshot sure. gun them deer don't know where one shot comes from so you know if you listen nah, listen to this people just if you see a coyote kill it it don't matter when yep and I, and i'll be honest when i was you know younger i didn't realize how how much damage they did until mm-hmm. uh, i had a professor i went to auburn university uh and i had a professor yeah war eagle and i had a professor uh he found a den of coyote pups and he put a camera on that den and then and this was like in august september or so and in in 28 days that mama coyote brought back 21 fawns that's that's one coyote doing that i mean think if you got 10 12 20 on your place i mean you know i i I didn't realize i i'd always been told i guess that you know they'll yeah they'll kill a wounded deer they may kill a baby deer every now and then but they're not they're they're more into dead stuff whatever yeah but this this mama coyote brought back 21 fawns and i mean i just couldn't believe it and that's hard evidence and that's that's the scientific evidence i like to see because you can hear about what they do all day long but when you see it right there in front of your eyes and you switch from picture to picture to picture you're like oh my god yeah, that, yeah, this is a problem. Yeah, coyotes are a problem, big problem. Them and raccoons, you know, a lot of people used yeah. to coon hunt a lot, and, you know, that's kind of dying off, and I hate it. But, uh, yeah. 
and you know it's a lot of fun if if you hadn't ever coon hunted man it's a lot of fun i, I mean I couldn't go every night like some of these guys do, the hardcore guys. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. some of those guys can't go sit in the woods and call to a turkey, you know. So, to, right. each, to each his own. But, I, you know, I'm thankful for coon hunters. You know, I, I really do. Oh, no I, I love them. But, uh, yep. you know, and, and you're, you're big into – I've seen you got some hogs uh, oh, and yeah. duck hunting. Uh, let's go into a little bit of that. You know, do y'all where y'all hunt at, do y'all have a hog problem? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, down here in the south, I mean, they are just all over. It used to be just if you hunted near a river or a big creek, you had hogs. Now they're everywhere. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, there, ain't a, there ain't a place down here they ain't got them just about. I mean, I, I, where I live in West Mobile, I'm living a decent, nice neighborhood. There's hogs come up in the yard and root at mm. night. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a problem down here. Um, but I'll tell you this, I'd rather have a thousand hogs on my place than one bear. Um, yeah. good night. That is a nuisance and a half. I mean, if you've got one bear on your property, he'll find all 40 of your feeders and tump them over in the middle of the night and break them. Yeah. Just, just to do it. He'll eat a little bit of corn. This one, walk to the next one, tump it over and smash it and eat a little bit of corn out of that one. And I've got pictures on top of pictures that they're just laying in the corn. Eating. Yeah. Yeah. I got some buddies up here where I live and, you know, we got some bears because we're on right here close to Georgia and they just, they come across the mountain or whatever, and man, you know they got them on their property, and yeah, they they have a problem with their feeders also. So, yeah. Uh, what about ducks, man? I, I seen you got some ducks too. Uh, you like to duck hunt? I do. I didn't get to duck hunt this year. Uh, my duck boat was down all year. We couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And as soon as the season ended, we found out what was wrong with it and <laughs> got it fixed. So right. Hopefully, I'll be ready for next year. But yeah, man, we do a lot of. Uh, I like to do a lot of wood duck hunting because yeah. I like fast action, quick, and then. The rest of the day, I can go do something else. Um, right. We do have the causeway down here where, you know, we got big, big ducks, gadwalls mainly, uh, teal and uh, redheads, canvasbacks, all that down here. And you can shoot them all day long. They'll fly all day. They decoy good. Uh, they're not the best eating, but, you know, it, it is fun to shoot them. But, yeah, I have a, I have a good time. You know, when the deer aren't moving, like December, when they get that little doldrum, that little lull in the season, I'll, uh, I'll go shoot ducks and um give the deer a rest for a little while and then yeah. go hit them in a the rut that's right yeah we do a lot yeah. of duck hunting ourselves we got we got a couple of places we go uh one friend of mine uh he's got a place up here in the mountains and i never would have believed it uh it's a it's a mountain lake up here and you go in there at a certain time of year in january and man it is full of black ducks i mean just, oh. yeah black ducks wow. everywhere <laughs> i mean man we went up there and shot oh my gosh it was so fun um and we got i'm gonna need the coordinates to that lake yeah i know <laughs> i know it. i'm telling you oh he, he's a great guy man i tell you what I'll, I'll hit him up and see if we can go next year and uh okay. i'll invite you man i really will and uh man that'd be great heck yeah and uh we got another spot it's got a lot of uh a certain time of year man it is full of buffalo head and, and buffalo head and ringnecks and okay. man we had a great hunt on it this year we, we went there three times and limited out three times so you know that's 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 a lot to say for any alabama i know it it is for ducks and this right here is is just a uh a a man we know he's got a farm pond it's a pretty big lake it's probably eight acres you know you know for a horse farm you know and uh man i don't know why but them ducks in 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 january they hit this lake and hey it's on it is on i mean it's fast don't ask, don't ask why just get in there and that's do it. right that's right and it's fast i mean if you ain't ready you're gonna miss them you know because you know a buffalo head he's extremely fast he comes in wide open lands wide open 
And um, a fighter jet. Yeah, exactly right. And that's what it sounds like when they come over your head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. It just sounds like a jet coming right over your head. But uh, uh, you also do a lot of saltwater fishing, man. Uh, talk, let's talk about I that. Do. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty much in the outdoors all year long. Um, right after turkey season ends, um, I start getting into my speckled trout redfish flounder and then when it gets too hot down here to sit still and it will it'll get to where it's 110 degrees about 90 percent humidity and no wind that's when i go after what we call triple tail blackfish mm-hmm. and um and if you've never done it it's a whole different ball game of fishing and you're not sitting still you're you're running all across the bay all across the sound looking for anything floating whether it's a buoy whether it's trash a beer can a stick a log anything and you when you pull up to it you flip a shrimp to it um and you'll know if he if he's there he'll he's going to eat it within 30 seconds like a brown right. um, if he's not if he's not there or if he's not going to eat you'll know it too because he just he ain't gonna you're not gonna get him but i'll uh, usually get somebody up front one throwing a shallow foot and a half deep you know shrimp on a with a split shot mm-hmm. and then i'll put somebody else on a slip cork so and i'll set the slip cork to about three quarters of the depth right. and uh so if we're in 12 foot of water i'll set it for about eight or nine foot and uh that way as it's going down it kind of covers the whole water column and i'll get both of them to throw to this floating buoy and if he's down deep he'll see it if he's up top he'll see it and, right uh we and, and they're one of the best eating fish i've ever had that's and, what i was uh, going to ask you oh man yeah that, i mean that to me they're better than red snapper and you know all that other stuff you catch out in the gulf and you like them better than cobia uh they're different um you know i, I wouldn't say i like them better than cobia they cobia does have a distinct taste to yeah. it. it does have a little stronger taste to it and uh, i do i love cobia i could eat it every day yeah i know it. but but yeah you know when it's too rough out in the gulf to do anything and too hot to sit still man that running running around you know because you always got the breeze in your face you're running you're only sitting still for about a minute at a time right and uh it, it's a fun way to spend a, a summer day when it's too hot and, and, those, like and those fish will be floating up top i mean you'll see them up there at the top and they can range anywhere from three or four pounds to 30 pounds and uh man we've we've caught them everywhere in between is there a slot limit on them well not a slot but they have to be 19 inches or okay. or bigger and usually that's about a six seven pound fish right and what time of year do you say you go after them oh uh, the hotter the hotter the better Uh-oh. so i've i've caught them as early as mid may and i've caught them as late as early october wow um long as it's hot they like it just hot 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 and they, they'll just get up under a buoy and lay there and you'll see them. i mean sometimes they'll be sticking out of the water a little bit like they're dead Dang. um yeah, you just throw a shrimp to them, and, and they're lazy. You throw a shrimp behind them, and they won't eat it. You have to drag it sometimes right across their lips, and they'll suck it in, and they won't even go nowhere. <laughs> and they'll just they'll eat it and just lay there, and you won't even know you got it. Dang. Until you pull it right. It, it, it's a fun type of fishing. Man, I, I've, I've taken people, and they, they never knew that fish existed. And uh, I, it, and it's, a, it's just different. You know, you're not sitting in one spot looking at the same thing all the time and burning up. Um, right. Is it yeah, that? It, like, I got a picture right here of you. Uh, I took off your uh, social media, and it's uh, yeah. looks like a grayish black looking fish. Is that it? You holding yeah. it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. They call it a black fish. They call it a triple tail. Of course, they've got a million other nicknames around here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they're they're just and they fight. My gosh, they put on a fight, and 
you know, I go after them with heavy tackle. I use 60 pound braid and mm-hmm. I use a 40 pound fluorocarbon leader. And, uh, cause they'll wrap you up in the buoy chains. They'll wrap you up in a, uh, in a, you know, a wooden buoy or a log and, and they'll put on a show. They'll jump up out of the water and, you know, they, and they'll fight you. You'll fight them for a while. My daughters, they love to catch them because, I mean, they'll sit there and fight them for 30, 40 minutes sometimes. Do you use, like, uh, baitcaster reels? Or are you using spinning reels? What are you using? Uh, really, either one. I like to use baitcaster just because I'm more comfortable with it. But my daughters, they, yeah, they'll bird nest one in a minute, so they right. use spinning reels. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, just, it, it really don't even matter. You can use fast tackle. You can use heavy tackle. I like to use lighter stuff just because it's more fun. But uh, just whatever, you, whatever you're comfortable with. The main thing is making sure that line's heavy. Right. Uh, because man, they they will they will use and abuse you quick. Right. Well, Bud, I I know you got to go, uh, and I appreciate you coming. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Absolutely. And it's it's been a blast. And uh, I'm gonna get back in touch with you again, especially during turkey season, and uh, we'll yeah. talk some turkey hunting. Uh, I just want everybody to to know who you are because if you don't follow him, uh, and he probably can't take anymore. He's he's probably got enough uh, uh, friends on Facebook right now. But I tell you. If you're on these hunting sites or uh, hunting pages on Facebook and you see Philip Ward's name, you better be reading it because I'm telling you, he will split <laughs> your side. I mean, he is hilarious. He 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 has no mercy on dumb people. And uh, I tell you, it, it's just it's a breath of fresh air when I get on there and read him. I, I laugh. I tell you what, I laugh. He, he is so, so witty. I mean, I tell you what, this guy is fast and witty, and uh, it, it's just fun to, fun to watch, uh, uh, read his stuff, but. Philip, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'll oh, get in man, touch with you again, blast. yes, sir. I get in touch with you again during uh, turkey season, and I'll talk. Yep. You know, we'll talk again, and uh, and uh, man, I just hope you kill. I hope you limit out this year, man. You know, I, that's something I've never done. I've never limited out. Me um, either. I've, I've killed most. I've ever killed myself in a season is three, but I've been in one season on sixteen kills where I've called up for other people. Right, but. But that was my best season ever, and that's probably not, not going to happen again. But I was going to tell you, I'm in a good mood now, but when them turkeys are whooping up on me in a few weeks, I might not be in a, 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 such a good mood when you call, or I might not even answer my phone. Hey. If, if my season's going that bad. Man, I know exactly what you're talking about. I get the same exact way, man. I get the same way. <laughs> but My wife don't even want me living in the house sometimes during the middle of turkey season. Man, I tell you. And, and people don't understand, <laughs> uh, if you're a sportsman, you know, you're going to hunt deer, turkey, rabbits, quail uh you're going after the fish you know you're a true sportsman you're going after it and the difference between a turkey hunter and all the other ones is turkeys will drive you crazy if if you're a turkey hunter turkey hunters even though you're a deer hunter a duck hunter or whatever kind of other hunter if you're a turkey hunter you are a different breed and and people people don't understand it and uh it'd get to you but uh I hadn't, like I said, I've never limited out. Most I've killed was three, but I've been, I had, uh, I've been uh, calls for other people, and I've had like nine. You know, I've been on like nine where I called yep. and killed, and then you know, brought other people on like you did. So, and yep. I love it. I don't care. You know, I'm not a greedy person. Uh, you know, I, I just, I just love being on a turkey hunt. So, well, Philip, oh, yeah. man, I appreciate you coming on, bud, yeah. and I'm glad I got All to right. finally talk to you, and uh, maybe we'll get to meet face to face and go hunting or fishing yep. one day. Sounds good, yeah. Um, like I said, after turkey season, whatever, come down. I'll put you on the blackfish, and you may not move back. You may move back down here. You hey, that, down here. you <laughs> never know, man. You never know. Might do it. All right, bud, you take care, and uh, we'll be talking right, to you later, man. Sounds good, buddy. I'll see you.